we are back here on 22. What's up? How we doing today? All right. What's going on with you? 22 is a Catch-22 podcast. That's right. Taped directly from my own personal Catch-22. What is everybody's out this morning? Walking their dogs. It is well before 7 o'clock Eastern time over here. It's beautiful. I mean, nobody walking right now is under the age of 65, but I guess, look, hey, get up early, enjoy the mornings, all right? What the fuck? Sleeping in, that's for the birds. And for the hangovers. Look, if you're having a rough night, sleep in. Otherwise, what are you waiting for? Get up, start your day. All these, I just saw a study yesterday about, uh, I don't even know what the study was. It's reading something about how all adults have it all wrong about sleep and it's telling you, oh, well, if you're drinking, sleep doesn't help you. We know that. Uh, you, everybody, you need, you know, seven to ten hours, depending on your age. But at the same time, let's not be wasting our days away in bed, right? Come on. What's, uh, what's worse than this, like, slogging through your morning? Then I'm going. Sorry. I'm pretend, I pretend there's no stop sign at that, at that place, so you got to stop for me. Um, slogging through your morning, taking your time, getting like not taking your time, but like just going slow, like very slow, getting ready, and then going out and like realizing there's only like three hours left in the day. What the hell? It's already two o'clock in the afternoon. I've got a plan for dinner over here. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> Go out, grab the day by the balls already. Let's go. What do you got? What do you got for me today on the 22? What are we talking about here? What's What's on tap? What's on the burner? What's brewing? Well, yesterday... Yesterday, Boston... I don't know if it was yesterday, but... I saw... I think it was two days ago. Boston Bruins legend, Ray Bork. NHL champion with the Colorado Avalanche, Ray Bork. Himself walked into and out of a stop and shop. Somewhere in New England, I guess. And... Got a not accosted, um, but was shamed by picketers. Stop and shop is stop and shop employees are on strike right now. They're looking for like wages, and I guess they have a deal coming in that's going to hurt their health care, take more money out of their pocket in health care. And if the union thinks it's unfair. This is why you have unions, man. I'm all for workers and workers unions if you can. I've never been in a union. I think that's probably why. I think it's probably why I appreciate the union because I feel like I feel like without the union in a workplace, everybody is everybody is just kind of floating around doing their own thing, and like I guess like a pettiness level. All right, like people will take uh, people. It becomes like, okay, well, now you got to do this for the company if you want something back in return. It's not, well, wait a second, you want me to do more work? But look, oh, but you're a team player, right? Right? But union wouldn't let that shit happen. A union wouldn't let a company take advantage of a, a person like that. Now, at the same time, unions, um, could they could they hurt an employer? Eh. I mean, you know, I could see the, neg- the negative side for an employer to have, have to deal with a union. But look, that if you're, if, you're gonna, if you're a huge company and you... Aren't, and you're gonna aren't gonna treat your employees fairly, then good. You should you're, you should be held accountable for it. So, so Ray Bork he uh, crossed the picket line. 
he said it was an accident. I don't really think. I mean, I don't, like, I don't want to say he hid behind a medical issue, but he definitely put it in a statement he released. He, he mentioned that he was dealing with the medical issue, and as soon as it's over, um, he, will, he will pick it with these employees. And um, it might be it was just a mistake, you know, if he does have, if he has a health issue or not, he might just not have known that stop and shop people were on strike. Or not realize, you know, you go to a fucking parking lot in a stop and shop, there's always people hanging out, you know, with the signs. You know, with a fucking coffee can out. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's like the cheerleaders of the high school or the fucking track team. Sometimes it's veterans on like Veterans Day and stuff like that. And I think we're kind of numb to just people that are there, and and we just put our heads down and walk by. Maybe he didn't realize it. Who knows? He's got shit going on in his own life. He might not have realized that stop and shop employees were on strike. And then he became privy to it. He was like, well, of course. I mean, he was a member of the NHL union for, I don't know, 20 some odd years, I'm guessing. And why, you know, why wouldn't he be on the side of, of union workers? So he issued an apology right away. And uh, let me tell you, I'm a stop and shop shopper, and we need stop and shop back immediately. I mean, I can't deal, I can't deal with that, not going there. I won't cross, I will not cross the picket line. I'm not going to shop there because the, empl- the employees are the ones who make it go. I drove by one yesterday just to see. Um, and sure enough, I mean, it was like the guy that, that from the deli was there. And, uh, I mean, a couple people I didn't recognize also, I didn't, I didn't know, but, uh, but sure enough, you know, familiar faces, I think two guys from the deli, so, and familiar faces there, these people that, yeah, I stand with them, man, and I drove by there and then went to a different, uh, grocery store, and let me tell you, I can't deal with it. I don't, I don't like the people at the other grocery store. I don't like the aisles, how they're set up at the other grocery store. I don't, I don't appreciate anything about that place. Nothing. They don't have boar's head? What the fuck is that? How do you not have fucking boar's head? How, in this, how do you not have boar's head uh, products? Boar, look, whatever. If you want to have... I don't even know. How do you know? Hummels? Hummels bologna or something? Whatever. Go for it. But... Boar's head is the gold standard for deli meats. How do you not? How, how do you fucking not have boar's head? And I got to go there and meander through the aisles, looking up and down aisles. No idea where I'm going. People all around. Just I, I don't jive with. I don't like these people. I don't like them. I got to go. Like, there's just things are out of place. Uh. Shit, almost got sideswiped by an 18-wheeler. Um, I, I just can't, I can't go there again. I can't, this strike is bad for me personally. I'm, I can't go to the same place. I gotta go to a third one. Next time I go shopping, it's not gonna be at that one. I'm gonna, there's gonna be a third one. It's not gonna be this one. I've, I've done this one a couple times out of necessity. Maybe get, you know, half a dozen things, something like that. Never, I just can't do it for a full, for a full-on shopping Experience, no, can do. It's not, it's not possible. Can't, I won't be going back there again. The other one I've been to, I'm not mentioning names. I don't, I, I'm, I'm just staying with Stop and Shop. All right, that's all. I'm just, I'm saying, look, Stop and Shop guy. The other one I go to is okay. But at the same time, I don't know the aisles. Uh, people don't bother me as much. But I'm not comfortable there. I go, I know exactly where everything is in Stop and Shop. I got a mark, I can mark down, I make my list 
in the order in which things would get picked up. That's, I mean, fucking, like, a little OCD with it, I guess. But, like, I know, look, this is in the, all this shit's in, like, the first area, the produce area. All this shit is there. And that all this shit is either on the back wall, all this shit is in an aisle, or all this shit is in the last aisle. Because there's a big chunk, like, that I don't use between, I don't know, the drink aisle or the snack aisle and the last aisle. Paper product style, maybe. I've jumped in there once in a while. Whatever. I mean, but it, I bang it out. I'm efficient when I go in there. I know exactly where everything is. I go in. I order my deli meats on the computer. I bang out all my shopping. I go back and pick up my deli meats, and I'm out of there. I'm efficient, man. I can't do that. I can't do that at this place. I don't know. It was uncomfortable. I didn't even, it wasn't even a full, it was maybe three quarters of a trip, and it took me like twice as long, because I didn't fucking, signs, I don't understand, I don't see, they got, they got things in two different, whatever man, it was a fucking disaster, <laughs> ruined my night, except for, except for, uh, by the time I got home, Yankees were already up like four nothing, a couple dingers on the night. Razor hit a dinger. Glaber hit a dinger. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Troutman. Troutman hit a dinger. Um, and James Maxson, who we mentioned at the end of the show yesterday, was... Like I would say, we. To the 22. Like, it's not just one asshole in his car talking into his iPhone. <laughs> we mentioned on the show yesterday... Oh, yeah, we're working on some big things at the 22. <laughs> we got big plans for the week. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned yesterday at the end of the show how Paxson was getting... I think I looked it up again. He was getting used to, uh, like, you know, the intensity of New York. Not, I, don't think he said he, I don't think he said he was having problems with it. I think he was just saying he was getting used to it. So, what, if you're the New York Post, you might make a big deal out of it. But I'm not going to make a big deal out of it here. Because, yeah, I mean... Bigger stars than James Paxson have had problem had have problems adjusting to playing in the Bronx. All right. Um, and then last night he goes out and pitches a fucking two hit, twelve strikeout gem against the struggling Red Sox. But still, the Red Sox. I don't care if the Red Sox are forty games over five hundred, or if they're fifty games under five hundred. Fucking twelve. 12 strikeout, 8 inning, 2 hitter uh, is always celebrated. So, look, I was Yankees needed a pitching performance like that from somebody. Glad I got it from him. Maybe, uh, you know, you don't want to start using cliches like turn the page, take the next step, shit like that, but uh, you hope that maybe he is kind of finding his groove. We'll use that cliche. How about that? How about that? Hopefully he's finding his groove. Um, shit, I don't even know who's fucking pitching today. Oh, J.A. Happ's pitching today against Avaldi, I believe. So fuck Avaldi, who rocked the Yankees' world last year in October after rocking the Yankees' world at, in pinstripes <laughs> uh, a few years back when he was a disaster. And let's hope, I mean, this is... It's a quick two-game series. Hopefully they can uh, take care of business. Again, a little bit of a streak here. Kansas City tomorrow. 
big though. I'm, I'm pretty pumped up today. I love, I love when there's day baseball. I can watch the Mets at my desk. I mean, I'm sorry, it's the Mets, but I'm glad there's baseball. Uh, no, no, that's not true. I, I, I don't mind the Mets. The Mets had a tough one last night. Steven Matz. Steven Matz gave up, I think, 10 on runs before. I think the stat was eight earned runs or more. So I think everybody I think he gave up ten um, before recording it out, which is unbelievable. I mean, it's only happened five times since like eighteen eighty something. I think I saw. Shit. Uh, I can't remember the. Th- the there was th- there was like five guys who did it. One of them was Paul Wilson. Oh, no, Paul Wilson did it twice, I think. I think he was a Met, right? I think two of the guys are Mets. Um, fuck, I wish I remember that. I saw, like, on the on the bottom of the screen last night. Shit. Well, that's important to look up. All right, well, that's another that's an, another stat I promised to give you that I, I probably won't at some point. But I've got to remind myself to look that shit up. Again, with the Untouchables scene, the Al Capone baseball scene from yesterday, um, which I never posted. Uh, hey, go back. If you didn't listen to yesterday's show, go back to listen to it. That's not... It was kind of a personal show. It was my first one back, and we talked a little bit about... We talked a little bit about, um, you know, why I was gone. And dealing with, uh, you know, these uh, big big events in life that... Well, death, you know. And, uh, you know, I feel like I feel like I've talked about death before on the show in general terms, and it's easy to talk about it when it's not nearby, right? It's easy to talk about death and say, you know, you accept death as part of life, and I think we all do, right, on some level or another, but it doesn't excuse us from, um, doesn't excuse us from all that goes along with it, you know, the pain and the questions and, uh, all that kind of stuff, but, you know, on, on some, like, I, you know, we are surrounded by death. I mean, death is all around us all the time. I mean, no matter what. You put on the news, there's they're talking about a death. I mean, it's, it could be a celebrity of, uh, of old age that passed away. Or it could be, um, you know, over, overdose rates in America and another one. Or a spike in overdoses in, you know, uh, a town near you or something like that. And... Um, we're constantly surrounded by it, so we—I think we have to learn. We accept it just um, as a fact. But when it touches our lives individually, I think it's a little—it's different, much different. And you know, I think it's—it's it's important to be there for. Make this guy better fucking go. I mean, I don't know—I don't know what the fuck kind of truck this is, but you got to turn. You got to take right on right here. Great. Um, It's just important to be there for those. I say this as somebody who's benefited from just an unbelievable outpouring of um, support and friendship. Um, you know, when, when it's not us, and I think I've—I don't think—I don't think it's a lesson I learned. I think I've known this, um, but you know, be there for the people who are dealing with it because at some, at some point it's going to be your turn. You know, hate to, hate to think about it like that, but. There's a guy in a wheelbarrow just walking along. I'm going to casually peek and see what's in this wheelbarrow. 
some kind of car battery or something in the wheelbarrow. I don't know what the hell's going on. That guy just stole something, though. I'm going to go ahead and say that is not his car battery. <laughs> I mean, it's just... What the fuck was that? All right. I mean, I can't, I can't do any justice, but it's just this guy. Remember we talked about all these older people out and about walking their, walking their dogs or walking their loved ones? This guy is out with a wheelbarrow. Um... You know, a little raggedy, not, not not completely homeless looking. Not that it's a problem, but you know, the uh, it's a problem for him, I would assume. But uh, and he was just walking, he's pushing a wheelbarrow along, and I thought maybe it was like a, a, a worker or something. It was, I don't know. Usually the job sites are pretty tight. I don't know why to be crossing the street with the wheelbarrow um, without any orange tape or cones or anything around but that was my initial thought and then all of a sudden I just gotta get a little closer it's just this guy looks this guy looks like he's kind of had it with life and uh he's doing something about it I don't know what it is but it involves some sort of something from inside of a car I uh, was in his wheelbarrow and I'm not sure where he's gonna go pulling that off but that's probably where he's headed I don't know why why could you even make money off a stolen car battery? Could you? Maybe. Is there a black market for stolen car batteries? I suppose so. I don't know. Is there, I guess. Like shop shops. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where you'd go around here for that. Hopefully he knows before a cop sees him. Oh, I got to say, because this Explorer maybe kind of looks like an old cop car, I guess. I wondered that. This maybe had been. I don't think so, though. But uh, I was maybe you know had it been had it been a cop car at some point I don't know I don't know when they give these guys up I feel I feel like the cops probably run these cars into the ground so getting it I bought it under hundred thousand I think just under hundred thousand and uh, I think uh, they would probably they'll probably ride it until it died if it was a cop car. Um, yeah, so Godspeed to that guy and his car battery adventure. Uh, the Islanders completed their sweep of the hated Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll close with this. Two sweeps last night. Columbus Blue Jackets wiped out the the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning. Lost 16 games in the season. They got swept in fucking four games by the... Columbus Blue Jackets, and then last night, the Islanders, who were favored in the series, well, I don't know if they were favored in the series, but they did have home ice advantage, uh, finished off Pittsburgh, Sydney, and Malkin, and, I mean, it was fucking sweet, man. Nothing better than that, and it was a great series marked by great defense, uh, I think... Robin Leonard had, I think the number was 135 for 141, so six goals in four games. Great. Uh, great defense, timely scoring, and um, they move on, and they're going to face either, they're going to face either Washington Capitals, which would be Barry Trotz's old team, which he won a cup with last year, or uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so they'll the Islanders will wait and see on that after completing four-game sweep. And uh, we'll see you later, Pittsburgh. Have a nice offseason. I mean, that's fucking sweet. I mean, it's a good feeling for Islanders fans because 
you know, you wanted to make some noise, and you go in and you sweep a veteran team, a team who's been to Stanley Cup, you know, I, I think I said a dozen or fifteen seasons, something like that, in a row. Uh, they've been to the final, they've been to the playoffs, you know, fifteen years in a row. And you go and you take care of business. You know, you got scared early in early in the series. You thought maybe in game one the Pittsburgh tied up the game late, went to overtime, but they weathered that storm and then kept going strong. And here, here they are, um, as they wait their next opponent get some rest, which is good. Clutterbuck got hurt yesterday, as did shit. Two guys got hurt yesterday. I can't remember who now. Um, hopefully they're all right and back for um, it wasn't Aberly, was it? And they'll be back for uh, game one of the next series, which we wait. And let's see, Yankees, Red Sox tonight. We mentioned Mets. Mets at one thirty. We mentioned. Uh, Nets will play tomorrow. You don't need me to do the fucking sports. That's it for me, everybody. The 22 has come, 22 is gone, and we'll be back tomorrow as this uh, triumphant. Yeah, I want to say triumphant. Not no triumph here. There's there is no triumph. Um, I got to think of a better adjective for this return um, to form. But it's a return, and we're back and. Uh, Getting back in the groove of things, getting back in the rhythm. Feels good to be back in the car talking again. And uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I got a minute, so I'm just, I'm just stalling here. So I'm just going to let you go. Have a great fucking day, everybody. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.